Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. On the show today we have Simon Rudkins, miracle working groundsman at the pilot field, as well as pitch saver at Southampton and at Wembley. We also have Ryan Siegel, whose eloquent verbiage dominates Hastings Matchday Twitter when he's not on the PA at the pilot field. Enjoy Hastings fans, but first, here's Simon. Really appreciate you giving us some time out. Sorry, I've, pest- I've been pestering you for a while to try and get you on. The That's all right. yeah, it's just because uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you're aware, Simon, but like, a lot of the a lot of the fellow fans kind of asking stuff about you and 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 what you do and well, the miracles that you perform. I mean, I'm thinking that particularly was it that last home game? Was it was that the one where it was tipping down for most of that? Was it the game before? I'm trying to remember. I think it was both of them, but the Ashford game was pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you know, we, 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 we'll see you as a miracle worker. But so, how, how did you how did you first get involved involved with Hastings? Well, oh, God, it was quite a few years ago now, probably over about twenty years ago. Um, I went back to college as a mature student um, when I was twenty eight, and uh, I couldn't afford to watch football anymore, uh, so I started stewarding. And then from stewarding, I, you know, you like look around the ground and start seeing that bins needed emptying and toilets needed cleaning. And um, then Dave Waters came to the club and um, I started, um, he got me more involved. I started being programmer to health and safety officer, working behind the bar, became the director. Bloody hell. Not much I haven't done. I haven't played and I haven't managed. <laughs> and, and it's probably best that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then I we needed a groundsman and it was just like, I can't find anyone else. Um, just need to get my hands dirty and get on with it. And, uh, oh, so you started, you, you'd had no formal training beforehand? You just, just to, to, for, for being a groundsman? Went in no, from there? No, just, I mean, I, I knew that basics because uh, the college course I did was a uh, meaningfully horticulture oh, okay. part of that covered like looking after um, you know grass and so I, I knew the basics but obviously um, looking after a football pitch is a bit different to looking after someone's lawn and um, yeah so pretty much everything is what I've picked up from like either looking stuff up on the internet or using Twitter to try and get in contact with professional groundsmen yeah. I was I was going to ask you about that, Simon. Actually, you know, you were saying that about the, your contacts and all that, because you know, not only uh, you've got sort of um, you work with Southampton, you also work at Wembley. I mean, is how is that sort of network of people that you work with? I mean, it's, actually, it's one of the questions one of the guys asked. Sort of like, what what is your yeah, what is your network? How does it work? You know, the fellow groundsmen are always tweeting each other. I mean, how, how do you all, all communicate? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think no matter what level you're at, uh, whether it's, you know, Hastings level or county level or a professional level, you know, everyone's got similar problems. Um, obviously, everyone's got different budgets. And, and uh, obviously, at the top level of the game, they, the infrastructure is better, the money is better, they can do more things, they've got more, more staff. But, um, you know, in terms of the support you get from other groundsmen, you know, it's quite a supportive industry. And, um, I think you know if you if you look, if you look at Twitter and look at um, you know even some, maybe some of my tweets and maybe Finn, Finlay who, who helps me out and looks after the training ground up at the third you know you can see the level of support there is you know for for people yeah. you know from the top for people lower down in the game so 
Um, I mean, my contacts really started from being recognised by the FA for like producing a decent pitch at Hastings and mm. going to the groundsman the year awards and just talking to professional groundsmen and trying to you know get as much information out of them and. It was Andy Gray at Southampton, um, who's now at St George's Park. He um, he suggested I should go and work down at Southampton match days because mm. um, it was it was only just the, Hastings was only just the other side of Brighton, so I don't yeah. think he realised quite how far it was. <laughs> but in the end, I just thought, I'm, you know, it'd be nice to have a change of scenery and, and see what goes on at the you know top level of the game. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a uh, it's good experience um, and good good working at that level to. See what the differences are, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's the, talking of the pilot field? Like, what's the first thing you 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 you've got to kind of attack when you come along? Because obviously, it's completely different from a, a Southampton and a, you know that or Wembley. I mean, what's the sort of or what's like the high the high percentage things that you've got to deal with first of all? Like, I mean, what is it that you know? Right, when you go there, you've got to deal with that. You know, like trying to keep. Yeah, I mean, there's some basics in like looking after any any football pitch and you know grass needs warmth to, to grow it needs rain uh, or water um, yeah we get a lot of that <laughs> yeah we get a lot of water especially well not in summer but yeah. um, nutrients and um, and oxygen so you know they're, they're the main things that you know you always think well they're the basics and if you can get the basics right then you've got a chance but a lot of it also depends on you know, luck, you know, you could have a game played like we had against Ashford and, you know, the pitch was absolutely shocking after that game. It was, um, you know, way too wet really to, to be playing on. It did a lot of damage and on a on a natural turf pitch where, you know, Hastings, that pitch is pretty much on clay. Mm. You know, when it builds up with water and it's played on it, it becomes a bit of a, a bog really and um, that takes, you know, time to, to settle back down and, and a bit of work to to get get the grass standing back up and out of the mud. So yeah, some of it's luck. Um, obviously, there's a certain amount of skill involved. But yeah, just keeping the basics really. The things I said: nutrients, warmth, um, oxygen, and, and you, uh, water. You, you've got no no magic formulas you put on it. You know, like you've got like little concoctions that you might throw on it from on occasion. No, I mean they do it obviously professional level. They they they've got sprayers and. You know, that Hastings, the equipment's pretty basic, really, apart from, you know, a mower and a, a domestic lawn tractor, which, you know, we, we use. As the, we don't really have much apart from that. So it's, uh, there's no there's no miracles, there's no magic. I mean, people refer to it as, as that, and I've seen that, but, um, you know, some, sometimes those miracles is just good luck. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing yourself a disservice, Simon. I mean, the... I've obviously been going a few years, quite a few years now, and and like the pitch at the moment, well, obviously we ain't seen it for a while. I'm sure it looks fabulous now. You know, it, it's really holding up well. And I mean, is that it? Can't all be down to that, mate. Um, like I say, it's just getting basics right. Mm. Um, you know, obviously there's a certain amount of time. You know, if a pitch gets used, then the first thing you want to do is get out there and get on it, try and clean it up as much, get as much of the debris off and, and like put the divots back because if you don't do that then the pitch will deteriorate a lot quicker than than it would otherwise. You know, so whenever it's used, whether that's for training or games or by the under twenty threes, under eighteens or ladies, it's you know important to try and spend 
you know, as much time as you can afterwards, but it's hard when you're, you know, doing another job and you're not there full time. It's sometimes hard to pull the hours in. Yeah, I was going to say, Simon, I mean, how much time do you get to spend on the pitch? I mean, as you say, you, you know, you've got your, because you, uh, you've got your own business. I'm, I'm hoping, I know in these times of COVID, that um, I'm hoping you, you've still got that business going. You've got your uh, landscaping business, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Probably on average, it's sixteen to twenty hours a week, depending on you know, depending on the season, whether yeah. games are being played. Um, that's the sort of time I, you know, estimate that I spend spend up there. Yeah, but going back, just going back to the, you know, you've saying you've been working at the St George's Park and. And, and, and Southampton obviously these fantastic experiences for you to you know being around that I mean is that is that something you're looking for, like for, to moving on to or I mean what's the sort of opportunities out there for you at the moment um, well it's Wembley uh, well, not St George's oh yeah sorry Wembley apologies that, that, that's yeah. a bit too far to commute <laughs> that's something yeah. for Derby but uh, or Derbyshire uh, I mean there are you know you, you see jobs come up and um, you know I think they're looking for an extra member of the team at Wembley at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's always a, the thought that goes through my head that, you know, what if, you know, probably I'm um, you know, getting, getting close to 50 now and you think, you know, is it the right time to, to be thinking about anything different? I don't know. Mm. I, I really don't know. But, you know, I think it's good that, you know, you see people like Finn um, who helps me out. Yeah, it's good that he's really got enthusiastic about it and wants to do a decent job and, you know, hopefully for him, he can like see with me like working at Wembley and like come back and tell me experiences and and you know how great he is and how much equipment they've got. And yeah. It, you know, it might drive him forward to possibly him making a career out of it. But in terms of me myself, I'm not. I'm not very sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. So, well, you've you've literally done every role in the club apart from manager or play when you're when you're working on these pitches what, what, what's your week planning like differently so say if you're working on an international pitch or on the pilot field how, how different is your your prep you know what, what do you concede on or and what are you stubborn about if you get what I mean of us compared to say you know do two comparisons so say obviously uh, say at, at your, your international ground your international pitch what are you stubborn on? I suppose you're probably stubborn on everything, but what, what would you... Let's just say it for the pilot field. What, you know, you usually got two games a week, haven't you? What, 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 yeah. what, you, what, what you put your foot down about and what do you kind of let go a little bit? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think in the past, you know, managers and, you know, maybe have had a reputation for being a bit overprotective of the pitch, but if, you know, from my point of view as the groundsman, if I'm not going to be over overprotective about it, no one else is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've always tried to explain to managers and, um, you know, even the current management team, and, and I think they get it, I think Chris and Andy, you know, they, I think they get it, that, you know, it's um, it really is about managing the playing surface, because when you've got a natural turf pitch, there's only so much you can get out of it. You have to, you know, remember that it's going to get waterlogged and in, in winter the grass isn't going to grow. So any damage you get is damage there for two or three months mm. until you get, get to sort of March time. So it really is trying to make sure that it doesn't get overused. Although, obviously, with the training facilities in Hastings, it's, um, 
you know, Chris probably feels he does need to use the pitch. And, you know, I've always said to him that I will, I will never say no to a training session unless I've got a really good reason to say no, like it's underwater, um, mm, for example. Yeah. But, you know, they've then got to understand that the more they use it, the more, the, the less the less decent it will be on a Saturday or a Tuesday One more question, really. It was just: Have you had to? Have you ever told any of the players off? Have you ever given them a bollocking or uh, you know chased them off the pitch? Sometimes I don't think I need to. I think my face is. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people don't. Uh, I think a lot of people probably find, maybe find me a little bit unapproachable at times. But I, I, you know, I don't ever try and come across like that. But. Um, it's just one of those things, you know, when you try and look after, after something, you can see the damage that's been yeah. done. Normally by, you know, quite often by away teams, because, you know, they can, they can move the pilot field at half past five on a Saturday and it's not their problem anymore. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've had runs with players in the past. Um, any any specific ones you want to talk about or not? Um, free Bridges, they, they, they're not, they're not actually okay these days, but Free Bridges used to be a bit of a, a club that when they came to us, it was just like, oh no, I really can't be doing this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, and I think I, I was, I said some words to one player <laughs> uh, on one occasion, but to be quite honest, if, if you do that, one, you know, it's not professional and, you know, I acknowledge that now. And two, I think they just um, want to do, do, do even more damage yeah. than they would have done if you hadn't said anything anyway, so yeah. sometimes it's just like keeping <laughs> Simon, thanks for your time. You you are a miracle worker in uh, uh, the eyes of uh, us mere Hastings fans. Yeah, just appreciate you coming on and and thanks a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cheers, Cheers, Simon. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah, same. Yeah, thanks a lot. Sussex by the Sea quiz update. As I said on last week's podcast, you've got till episode fifteen to get your guesses in. 
then we are going to pull a winner from all the wrong answers we've had. So keep them coming in, Hastings fans, to win that beautiful Hastings shirt and a tour from director Pat McCrossan. Here's a reminder of the question. We're talking Sussex by the Sea quiz. We've got a quiz master, the quiz master general, Pat McCrossan, and he's got a question for you. Okay, so in the 2014-2015, we actually strayed off of the path of Sussex by the Sea on no fewer than three occasions with three different tunes. One of them was Cyril Stapleton, a throwback to the 80s. But what were the other two songs slash tunes? that we use as an entry for the player. That's the question. That is the question. Do you have the answers? Don't tell us yet. Yeah, don't tell us yet, Pat. Um, <laughs> what, what do the fans win if they win the quiz, Pat? Okay, so whoever gets the correct answer, we will get them a shirt of their choice. Be that home, away, or third um, kit. I've heard a rumour that you're going to present the shirt yourself, Pat. I will present the shirt and if they like, I will show them around the boardroom to show them what life's like behind the scenes on a match day. Oh, so oh wonderful. Them. Brilliant. Wow. Who would want to send in for this? That's excellent stuff, Pat. Yeah, you know, we love our supporters. We, you know, they, they do a lot for us. So just putting in something, you know, like this back is, is a real pleasure. Right, all you need to do, Hastings fans, to get this fabulous prize and stadium tour by the great Pat McCrossan is write in with the correct answers to hufcpod at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at hufcpodcast. And here's Hastings Matchday's Twitter's own Ryan Siegel. Ryan Siegel, first of all, one of the first things I need to ask you is, have you ever been called after Stephen? Is, is he related? I have been called after Steve by other people, but when he was caught up in the Me Too movement, I decided to distance myself from that. Uh, but no, it's a slightly different uh, spelling of the surname. Mm. There is an actor in Hollywood called George Siegel, who is mm. a very, very distant relation. It's the same spelling, but yeah, not related to Stephen. So you've never, you weren't on the set of Mark for Death? I tried, but they kind of uh, came on to me quite quickly, so I had to leave. Under siege? I mean, do you ever find that when you're in the um, the PA box? Uh, do you ever get under siege? Not really. I mean, Phil brings up the uh, 50-50 ticket about 20 minutes in. Apart from that, we're usually <laughs> left alone. Ryan, uh, lovely to have you on. Pleasure. Uh, pleasure. Uh, what I'd like you to do, for the people that don't know you, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously you're a, a contributor towards the fan roundtable, an all-round good guy. Thank uh, you. You're, you're in charge of the social media on match day, as, as far as I'm aware. Could, could you kind of flesh that out for us, please? Yeah, so I'm Ryan. I do the Twitter commentary on match days for the men's team. And I also do the PA and match reports for the women's team as well now. So, yeah. Yeah, what would that consist of? I mean, with Hastings United Twitter... Is there someone who's in charge of that normally and then you just take over? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's Billy who does all of the stuff during the week. He puts up the photos of people. He does sort of the stuff to get people involved. But from midday till about six or seven on a match day, it's all me. It's all you. Excellent. Oh, yes. And and is that the same for the, the women's Twitter? Or is someone separate doing the women's Twitter? 
it's someone separate doing the women's Twitter. Yeah. I think Billy updates okay. it every now and then. I mean, the thing is, I'm useless at multitasking. So having to announce and write down things as they happen is hard enough, let alone yeah. having to put it on social media coherently. <laughs> so That's fair enough. I mean, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Doug. You know, with like, obviously a match day, you're in your... You're in. Actually, t- tell you what, could you explain uh, the, the, the place where you're doing, the PA box, where you're tweeting from? Explain that environment to us for people that don't go in the main stand. Yeah, so the PA box is located in the centre of the main stand, just above the section where the visiting chairman and our staff sit. And it's sort of it's a little two-tier place where the microphone and stereo on the bottom and I sit on the top doing the Twitter, which means I can easily lean out the door to check on corners, that kind of thing. It's a cosy little setup, I think the term is. We've got photos of the team up there, which I think, if I'm correct in saying, are from about 2012. So it's, yeah, I think rustic and cosy is the term you're looking for for it. But I love being there because it just, when you're in there, you just, it feels like Hastings United to me. That's what I've grown to know. So. No, brilliant, brilliant. The, uh, I mean, that was what I was going to say to you was, do you, do you find it difficult to tweet and not get lost in the game? You know, like if there's, we, we've got a good little run of play going, because obviously you're quite a wordy with, with your tweets. You're not just, you know, you're not just factual. You add a little bit of uh, uh, salt and pepper to it. So, you, you know, you're obviously thinking about what you're writing. But like, do you ever get lost or carried away? Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to because we, I've had games where nothing's happened for about 30 minutes. Then you get a goal, a yellow card in space of about 30 seconds and you're trying to mm. keep up with it. And I mean, the worst one, I've started to get to grips with it now because I've developed my strategy, but that mm. penalty shootout against Chesham in the cup, because that was the first shootout I did, mm. absolute nightmare because I hadn't figured out what I was doing for it. So I'm going, I think I was about two or three penalties behind. I'm going to, Eddie, you need to watch this. I'm, I'm just, I'm tapping away. But it's impossible not to get lost. But I guess one of the things you figure out when you do it more and more is you figure out how to avoid getting as lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all with practice, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's just so much to talk about when you're watching a Hastings game normally. So it's, it, you know... I, I always read your tweets and I'm thinking, that's quite long because I can imagine me, me writing that out and trying to keep an eye on the game. Something else is going to happen by the time I've finished it because I'm, I've made loads of grammatic errors and everything. I guess it's one of the things which, with modern technology, my phone remembers a lot of the names. So if I type in 14, it knows I'm going to say Kenny Pogue. Oh, okay. Tell you what, last Ooh. season, hmm. at the beginning of last season, I wasted so much time having to type Daniel Adjikai until my phone saved it. Now he's gone, so it was all, it was all there. It was all for now. It was all for now. Well, I was going to ask you this: Do you think the club could do more social media-wise? Any lessons we could learn? Any ideas that you think that you're seeing from other clubs or other ways of doing things that you maybe have tried to introduce or you're thinking of introducing? It's an interesting question because it's one of those where I have ideas, but I don't want to say anything out of turn and then get a text from Pat when he listens to this and going. What exactly was that? So, yeah. so I guess one of the things with it is, I think one of the things that I've been looking to introduce for a little while now into the match day stuff is I've looked to introduce almost like a, I don't even know the way to describe it, a format to it. Have it like, instead of just being the Hastings United Twitter, have it branded as like Hastings United Match Day Live or something like mm. that. Mm. Because I feel 
with the direction the club's going, trying to make it so you recognise Hastings United. You know, I know my Twitter's pretty good. Not me being arrogant. I know it's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. So Mass- massively arrogant. I love it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think is you know the whole thing with the way clubs go and people are going to recognise Hastings United and I want them to be able to recognise the Twitter as well as opposed to just being another Twitter. I want people to know yeah. it's Hastings United Twitter. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just that little bit of extra work, isn't it? And that, and, and it, it, that reaps rewards in the end. <laughs> so in terms of your involvement with the club, where, where do you hope it's going to go? I mean, obviously the club's progressing. Where, where do you see, I mean, is there any roles that you see that, in the future for yourself taking up or is where do you feel like you want this career path to go towards i mean for myself i've always dreamed of being a sports broadcaster because yeah. from a young age i've loved football i've loved rugby league i've loved cricket and the thing is if i'm going to talk about them and be annoying i can actually get paid to do that so why <laughs> wouldn't i um but the whole thing is at Hastings, you know, it started off for me as just getting experience. But as I've gone along with the fans, I've realised that this isn't just a football club. This is somewhere where people can come together for football, for fun. It's Obviously, there are some incidents when away fans come to visit. But if you're just there with the home fans at the pilot field, it's magic. And so it was. I came for the experience and stayed for the extra experiences, I guess. Yeah. But... I mean, so I want to go into sports broadcasting. I want to hopefully one day front sports coverage on Sky or BT or maybe if I get desperate, Premier Sports. But mm-hmm. um, it's no disrespect to Premier Sports. I'm sure you're great. Um, mm-hmm. But I, that's what I want to do. And I mean, I guess in a few years' time, because I currently do the Twitter, maybe there might be a chance to move into doing the PA for mm-hmm. the men's team. But ultimately... I can look ahead to the future. I have my aspirations, but I can take it week by week, look what I'm going to do, take on what's in front of me and then move forward because looking too far ahead won't do me good if I take on what's in front of me that I know the opponent I'm mm. facing and I can beat them. Mm. Well, no, it's good. Uh, the, the, you know, because obviously your Twitter's good, yeah? And I'm saying this as a non-partisan person. Your, your Twitter's good. I've, I've seen other Twitter you know, from, from other clubs and it's all, it's, you know, they don't understand. If you're going to, if you're going to read someone just reporting on a game, there needs to be a little bit of salt and pepper with it. Otherwise, why would you even read it? You might as well just stick on football web pages and just, and just follow that. So, I mean, what, cause I've been pestering Radio Sussex, the sports, you know, and BBC, you know, the TV sports um, for Sussex. I've been pestering them. I think that the club could do probably do a little bit more, you know, nipple tweaking in terms of uh, Sussex sports channels, BBC, local radio should be covering. You know, there's good things happening at Hastings. And you never know, there might be some sort of radio, you know, here we go to Rice Eagle here at the pilot field. You could have your Motti, you could have your Motti jacket on with your hat. You there standing with Agatha as he as he raises the trophy. I mean, it could it could be like that. At the last minute title winner. Oh, it comes to Pope. Oh, and it's Kenny Park. <laughs> just just like that. See, I tell you, if, if it works like that, you, you're you're a legend, right? Any any funny stories on your travels? Because you got with the first team, yeah. Any funny stories? I know if it's anything grim or anything's lodged in any areas, we can't talk about that. But what we can talk about is, is there any funny clean stories 
uh, of the experiences on the first team coach? Uh, I haven't quite been introduced to rules. I don't know if what happens on the team coach stays on the team coach, really. But um... Okay, that, that could be it. That, that says it all to me. So it's debauchery. So debauchery takes place on the first team coach. That's uh, Ryan's just confirmed that. Um, okay. I think the, the word you're looking for is interesting. Interesting, good. I mean, what... One one thing I will say though is Gary Elphick has one of the biggest personalities I've ever seen in my life. The the moment he gets on the coach when he gets the coach with us instead of driving, he is just hilarious. Mm, good, it's brilliant. So there's some good. I mean, we could talk about that. There's some good characters in the. You know, so it's a fun trip. Yeah, a oh, loud yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any feedback from the club on your work? I mean, one of the nice things is that people I don't even know the name of, I apologise to them because they know who they are. Mm. Uh, people I don't know come up and say, it was great, thank you. And well, that's I always appreciate then, that with what I do. I'm, I have to be confident in myself because I know that it's always nice at the end of games with a full time tweet to get, oh, thank you for the Twitter, all that. But that all helps. But you've got to have a level of self-belief and level yeah. of confidence. Yeah. It's really hard to talk about this and not sound like an arrogant knob. But well, no, you just you've got to have confidence in your abilities. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. You're 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 writing stuff down, you know. So, and the whole thing is, I'm able to be confident in my abilities because of the fact people tell me I do good Twitter. Mm. And the thing is, my confidence isn't unfounded. I know that people enjoy the Twitter, therefore I can take pride in it. Mm. So well, yeah. I think the praise I get. Mm. Well, yeah, but it doesn't say to you. It's very, it's it's quite wordy. There's elements of uh, a little bit of sarcasm in there. There's all sorts of things going on with your Twitter. And uh, you know, as I said to you before, it's about you know you can have generic oh 60th minute, someone runs and someone crosses. No one is going to read that. So what you're doing is make you're making it readable at the very least even when you're not you're even with any your normal tweets but when obviously the the flower, flowery language comes out it's good stuff so and it's good to be appreciated and 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 thought of you know it's um if you good if you do good work you should be told you were doing good work that's the you know that's a because then more good work happens mm. anyway enough for kissing your ass <laughs> do we have to do anything else Exactly. <laughs> well, let's talk about talking about because the main main role you do PA PA now with the women's team. How do you practice that? Is that something you've had to practice? Have you kind of got a um, a script, or is it having not attended a women's game yet because of my work schedule, which is really annoying and and obviously lockdown. What what are you a little bit salt and peppery? Um, with the PA as well? I like to think so. I mean, the whole thing is whether it's your writing or speaking, you know, you've got to have an energy because mm. the thing is, if you've got to be as passionate for the club as the fans. And so I think, I mean, the other day when we played Mole Valley, they, because they operate a roll-on, roll-off system in the league, they were making changes willy-nilly but I didn't get a team sheet for them. So as they were all coming off, there was just this awkward silence. I was like, I didn't quite know what to say, but I mean, the whole thing is when we're scoring 11 goals, you know, I'm on the mic for most of the game and yeah. it's, I just enjoy it. I say I've, it's a natural thing to me talking about football because mm. I know that I'm a weirdo in many people's eyes, but 
one of the things I can do quite well, I think, is sort of break down football, rugby, analyse it well. I mean, yeah. I can talk football with my dad, but he doesn't like rugby league. So when I start analysing it, the headphones slowly go in. But I, I have quite a good sort of analytical brain with this kind of thing. So there's that part of me that tries to analyse it as it happens. And I've been doing that for so long that it comes natural to me. Yeah. No, it used to be, I'm a Blackpool fan, so when we were in the Premier League, I would have been six or seven at the time when Charlie Adam scores. We go Blackpool for Charlie Adam. I've been doing it for years. So it's just now someone's actually put a microphone in front of me. It's just a natural progression, I think. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good you've got that confidence. I mean, talking about uh, analytical brain, like obviously I'm a massive cricket fan, always have been. I think you do really well with the cricket. I mean, I'd, again, um, I suppose it's getting those opportunities, isn't it? It's just opening those doors. And then you never know what might come along. Mm. I mean, so you, you, so have you been to many test matches? Have you been, are you more of a TV fan? Have you been to any county games? Sadly, it's one of those things where I don't get too many cricket matches. Um, I've seen a few T20 games. Well, oh, that's not cricket. Oh, I, you don't I like T20, not. do you? Oh, dear. Yeah. That's, that, no, yeah. But it's one of those things, I think, that, it used to, especially before all this happened, I was quite content watching it on the telly. But mm. I think it's one of those things you take for granted when it's not there. So one of my aims, certainly when fans start to be allowed back into stadiums, which hopefully won't be too soon, I'm not going to say the C word or bring it up because that's not what this podcast is about. No. But hopefully when we're allowed back into stadiums soon, you know, I'm not going to take things for granted anymore. You know, I'm going to get down. I'm going to go watch some cricket because now I know how much I miss it. Watching it on the telly, I want to be there. I want to experience it. I mean, because I've got my Rugby League World Cup tickets next year. I'm just, next year is going to be an absolute stormer of sport for me because I've just I've taken it for granted and I shouldn't have. Well, I just wanted to quickly mention, actually, we're talking cricket. Uh, Graham Cowdery recently died. I saw Graham Cowdery play for, I used to always go and watch Kent years and years and years Years and years ago, uh, he was in a great uh, one-day team, uh, Matthew Fleming and uh, Dean Headley, all these sort of players. Yeah, because he's just died recently. And I wanted to mention it because uh, he was a cracking player. But anyway, but listen, Ryan, thanks for your time. I'm, I'm a bit of a space cadet at the moment, so um, I need to sort my teeth out. Brush your teeth, yeah? That's what you should do, all right? Brush your teeth. If there's yes, one sir. thing anyone learns from this podcast, you must whoop Mr. Tooth Decay. That's what Mr. Muhammad Ali said, and that's what Mr. Laverick says. Right. We must whoop Mr. Toothgate. That's, that's what Boris Johnson should be saying. We must control the virus. Yeah, we must of... whoop Mr. Toothgate. <laughs> we must listen, save lives. Right. Absolute pleasure. And possibly see you oh my. Sunday. Possible roundtable. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, that might be too much Ryan for one episode. It could just be the Ryan special. It could be, couldn't it? Ryan. Yeah, just, I've been called that before. Rampant Ryan. That sounds too much it's like Rampant Rabbit for me to be yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and, and on that note, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, right. Take yeah. care, sir. Yeah, take care, Ryan. You see it, mate. It's Thursday, so it's got to be Pat McCrossan. <laughs> and his song pick of the week.
fan round table with not much football to talk about thanks to ian adam c adam s sam john george kevin andy for making it happen did anyone get a good view of dicko's tackle did we did we all hear that <laughs> did we all hear that yes. yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, just I've, I've got a bit of a soundboard going, so um, th- it may or may not come into this at some point. Okay, <laughs> you know it could be quite a You're, oh, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but Kev's not here yet. Hang on, um, Kev isn't here. Sorry, guys. Anyway, how are we all? We're all good. Yeah, in this shitty COVID, we're all okay, H- hanging in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right, this I'm... is my football. And who's masticating furiously? That's going to be you, Rai, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Look, he's stopped now. Look, look. He's a... look I've, got, I've got one free hand. I've got one free hand. Oh, come on. What's that going on? It's like a farmyard. <laughs> she... That's all I've got to say to you, anyway. Yeah, yeah could you... Oh, Chris, can you get your act together? Because I'm missing Strictly Come Dancing for this. <laughs> Hang on. Who's your favourite couple? 
John. Celebrity now as well. These are my favourite couple. Um, I'm just trying to think. Really, they, they're all a bit. No one's a standout winner, but they're all a bit mediocre. I think. Um, I, I, oh, oh, I can't be talking Bill, about. Bill is amazing, isn't he? Really, a bit of a surprise there yeah. with OT. I've, I've spent all day talking about Strictly Come Dancing with our seven-year-old. <laughs> come on here. Strictly Come Dancing. Well, it's, uh, it's not me it's initiating me. the conversation. It's, it's, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you would be interested if, if um, like, Giant Haystacks was one of the couples. Oh, well, of course, so, but, but that isn't going to happen, is it? As he's dead, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. a special episode, that one, yeah. Necrophiliac, um, strictly, right? We haven't got, um, we haven't got Kev. I'm asking him one more time and then we'll just go, okay? Right, he's saying thumbs up, so what do you do? Right. thumbs up, just you don't want to see where. Ryan's quite rude, isn't he, really? I'm surprised. He's got the kind of choir boy image, and yeah, he's really very rude. Ryan's world of innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> innuendo with the, those comments. <laughs> Vanished uh, suppository. Uh... Did anyone get a good view of Dicko's tackle? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that, that's that's hours of fun that one <laughs> right right so obviously lots happening uh i i thought we could touch on um reach out and touch on uh, the good news that we heard from billy uh kev's on right about uh that there's a contract on the table for aggie anyone want to start off on that one wow well, i haven't heard it but well, you said you listened to the podcast, so you're... you're... Oh, what, there's some, some more information to that? Well, it, you, did you not hear it? He clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I it's know, just a lie. George. Lie. Uh, there's a difference between listening and hearing, isn't there? <laughs> apparently <laughs> so. On the podcast when he said it. <laughs> yeah. We're in the round table when he said it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was any more details. Tell me anywhere in the town you can get that level of entertainment for a quid. Right. So, can we talk about Aggie's contract then? Does anyone want to talk about it? Well, if he doesn't sign it, we're all going to gang up on him. <laughs> it's well, that, that simple. That, you realise that I'm recording. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Anyone else? So this is a very, very aggressive Aggie in now. Well, do you think he's signing it just to spite me? <laughs> It's a good enough reason. <laughs> I'll, du I'll, double it, I'll double his wage just to annoy you, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ian, you've not been on for a while. So, any, uh, any thoughts? Well, I mean, it's hard to know what to say about that, about the contract, apart from that's really good news, isn't it? I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, that's excellent news. Um, hopefully, it means you can kind of carry on planning for the long term, which obviously Billy has been doing you know, based on his comments last week, obviously, obviously got a, a, a very long-term plan. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I, the, the thing about Billy is it, Billy talks a good game and there's lots of people in football who talk well. 
but but there's a lot of action behind it that you can see happening around the club and that's i guess if you if you're tying aggie into a into a contract fixing him down a bit then uh, that's that's an important part of that um well, i just hope he signs it He's going to have a lot of offers and a lot of options. Yeah. Right. Is there more important news than, than that, getting him to sign that, really? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. For the club and for moving the club forward, he, it's got to be the top news, isn't it? The top thing we'd hope for. I think it's if the you, best. one thing we didn't get, one thing, obviously, we're, never, we're not going to get told is what the length of the contract is, what the terms of the contract were. So if you're in his position, if you're being really brutal about it, if you're in his position, given the lockdown and given that he doesn't know at the moment, no matter how good we are, whether we're going to get out of this division this year, whether through fair means or foul, if you're in his position with the possibility of a conference National League team coming in for you or something like that, it's a difficult position for him, isn't it? Which makes it a difficult position for us. That's the problem. He's probably a man with a lot of options at the moment. And um, football's quite a, quite a nasty business, unfortunately. So I, I wouldn't mind betting that he'll sit on it for a little while until we get the season back up and running and see where we're really going. So you could, I, think, I think it's right that um, Billy does seem to have a plan. It does look as though he's got a draw somewhere with a plan in it. It gives you that feeling, which is quite encouraging, really. Um, Aggie, if you're listening, Aggie, if you're listening to this, don't listen to that terrible advice about sitting on it. Just <laughs> sign, sign the contract. Oh, no, I, think, I think there's no question we all want him to sign it. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying football, football is what it is, isn't it? And it works both ways. I don't doubt his loyalty or his desire to do, a, to do the job and go with it. But that's, uh, we've got a problem in that the season could be kiboshed again if we're really unlucky. And that leaves us still in the Isthmian League um, South. I guess, I guess what, what, you'd, what you'd hope is he's clearly got a good working relationship with Billy. Mm. He's, he's clearly, you know, dictating how we play, not only at first team level, but further down uh, and, and can kind of controlling the recruitment to fit into that playing style and so on. So he's so he's kind of got he's got quite a lot of autonomy at the moment that maybe you wouldn't get higher up. I suppose that's that's what you hope might kind of swing it. And obviously, you know, a good relationship with supporters and all that sort of thing. That's what you hope might swing it. But oh yeah, all of that you, all of that is right. absolutely yeah. All of that's absolutely there. That's quite right, isn't it? So we, we desperately need to finish this season getting promoted. I think that it'll be beyond doubt if that happens. Yeah. It could, be out of, it could be out of our hands. That's the worrying thing. It all depends on how long the contract is, doesn't it? Because mm. if, if you're a prom, uh, promotion-winning manager with great accolade, then that's when the, the offers come in. But once we do, if we do win promotion, then obviously the plan's in place. The plan is working, isn't it? So... So he's, he's much more likely to, to, to go with that if we win promotion and everything is heading in the right direction. So... It's all... Uh, I suppose it's all unknown, isn't it? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. He's got his career to think of. We're just enjoying the um, expertise he's brought to the club and how it's, it's moved things forward. Um, 
and it'd just be nice, as you say, it'd be nice to enjoy the rest of the season, wouldn't it, and see where that takes us. I suppose with this thought of a new stadium, it's there's exciting times ahead for a manager as well. I think there's a lot of excitement going on at the club in general, but I certainly think sort of uh, keeping Aggie on board, you know, is certainly going to be a high priority. I mean, look what he's done with the club, you know, should have promoted last season, you know, look at, you know, we should be promoted this season, really. I mean, we've been outstanding, you know, so mm. I just think that, you know, keep, keep him on and uh, let's hope next season in the higher league, he can still keep the results coming in for us. That's the thing. I mean, George would hate me for saying this, but it is, it's a, and you can edit this out, of course, Chris, but it's... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, well, it, it, it's just, it was what I wanted to hear. You know, it was nice to, and, right, is that you, Rye? Seriously, mate. Is that like chewing tobacco you got in your mouth or something? It's just, it's uh, gum. There's, there's, just, there's just no love here, is there? The, <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, yeah, hang on, Kev, Kev. Where are you? Yes, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're, oh, it's a pain in the ass. Ain't it, Kev? Well, no. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into Steve Wright in the afternoon, isn't wow. it? Wow. <laughs> when, 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 it, when, it, when, it, when it's a, a, COVID, a COVID week, I thought I'd try and uh, add a, a few things in. What, so, what is George's? Come on, George, give us the view from behind the goal. Give us, tell, us, tell Aggie why he should stay. Tell him why he should stay. Aggie knows why he should stay. He's loved here more than he'll ever be loved anywhere else in his life. Even at his own home. We love him more than his own family. <laughs> so, Aggie, you've got to, got to stay here. But just one thing with the, with the contract. It's just, there's no secret with, with this club that we don't stand in the way of players going to a high level and, and uh, pursuing greater things than they can in their, in their careers. I don't feel like that would be any different with the manager, contract or no contract. Yeah. So mm. if something big came in for Chris Agatha, then he, the club would, and we all would, give our blessing in, in him going. But it'd be to have him under contract, like you want to have your best players under contract, is obviously massively beneficial to the club. Um, and every, every game more that Chris and Andy and Heritage and Ben Cornelius um, and James are in the dugout is, is you know, is, is a positive for. Hazen's United, so that's 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 my view. That's, yeah, well said. Oh, hang on, I've got I've got Boris Johnson on the line. I'm here in Hastings, where I've been talking to some of the kids about one of the things I think matters most in today's world, and that is getting every kid to love Hastings United. Well, you've got a huge crowd. I'm a fantastic, wonderful place, and I love Hastings United. Culture, I consider it to be the greatest this planet has ever produced. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Right, just thought I'd throw that one in there. Sorry, that was just Boris. I couldn't get um, Keir Starmer to say anything, so um, I wish I could. <laughs> Nor could anyone else. I me, you, yeah, can't commit, you can't commit to anything. Me, me we, yeah, no, <laughs> me and Kevin can and agree on that. Party member. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Are you a little member, Kev? I didn't know. didn't know that. Yeah, Kev's a man. He oh, yes. a member for years, <laughs> isn't he, Kev? Is he? I think he did, really. Uh, we, all, we all know Kev's a big member, but, you know, just didn't know he was of the Labour Party. Hang <laughs> on. She... One of the other things I wanted to mention is I've been getting loads of downloads for this podcast, right? 
um i've got over 14 1400 downloads for the, the podcast which isn't bad considering um but i'm getting quite a few from and andorra now who do we know in andorra it's just someone with an andorra vpn that's all it is isn't it? so is it someone who's just basically downloading pornography under a sort of thing yeah is it her it's name it's john wills andorra so you, you, you've, you've, you've called it early well, it can't be hard to work out. Can, isn't there only about five people in Andorra? <laughs> I think the only people I know who live there are tax-avoiding cyclists who claim they're there because of the mountains. <laughs> so, so sort of about a quarter of the professional cycling peloton lives there for some strange reason. Don't can't can't imagine why. Okay, got. Hang on, where else we got? We got Andorra. Bulgaria, Canada, Cyprus, Guernsey, nice, and Sweden. Well, Guernsey is possible because they seem to be quite um, quite into their um, non-league football there. Because that they they always had you know, a bit of a disappointment for them to lose their fixtures, wasn't it? So that's a, that's a, that could be genuine. Yeah, or well, I hope at least one of the downloads is genuine. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> well, I think I might know who the one in Canada is actually. Oh, okay. Well, send them a postcard for me, Kev. It's Tastings resident, an old friend of mine. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Leave to that. <laughs> One thing I want to mention quickly is um, if there's anyone you want me to interview, uh, please mention it here. Um, Shana. <laughs> who? Shana. Shana's, well, Shana's kind of said, mm, she's, she's mulling it I, over. I, I did I'm have a conversation. It, I'm working on it. You realise I'm recording. That's all I'm going to say, Kev. <laughs> yeah. Right. You listen to episode 10 yeah that's well, right she'll, like, she'll hang me in the morning this, anyway again again uh episode 20 will have a similar so um just a little uh, okay maybe for those that know uh, apart from shana uh, hang david on hang on Rodari. david Rodari. yeah how he feels after his uh injury sort of like coming off his time away coming back how he feels Again, just remember I'm recording, Adam. This is all good. Say, Sorry, go on. Let's have a Safety Dave interview. Who knows Safety Dave properly, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him on. I'd say Safety Dave. That's why he needs interviewing, so we can, we can understand the, yeah, man, yeah. the, the man behind the high vis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anything you guys want to bring up? Well, Fix is coming back. So it's... It's with some movement has been made in the last week in terms of football coming back. Um, obviously, it's all subject to an announcement on Monday uh, with the tier restrictions and how tight it's going to be. And then probably a day later, whether it's going to affect our level of football or not. Um, but supposedly at the moment, it looks like our next game is going to be Avely away in um, the FA Trophy on the 8th of December, 7.45, evening kickoff. Where's so, they, um, where, where are they again, George? Just it, the other side. Oh, just the other, other side of the river. So just the wrong, the wrong side of it. To they get literally home. could not be, they could move that ground by half a mile and it would probably, um, yeah, could almost knock two hours off your travelling if you're unlucky. They could, they could, <laughs> their ground could not be in a worse position if you, if you, if you paid them to put it there, to put it half a mile the other side of the Dartford crossing, I just couldn't believe it when I saw that. Well, the train stations nearest are Ockenden, 
Shafford 100 and Raynham. They're your options. Depends on what lines you want to travel on. Um, but it is doable. Um, it is a doable trip. I've just, just this moment had a response from the club from like, the first contact I tried to make uh, for information. So I'll try and get that information as soon as possible and ticketing and access and what's going on with their situation. So hopefully that game, that game will be on. Yeah, I did try and get an interview with them lot, and um, they just they just ignored me. I'll, good luck, George. Yeah, I will, I will do. Yeah, I will. I, will, um, I might, might even uh, shoehorn you in there into my next message. But yeah. Well, hang on. Yeah. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Anyway, I've got lots of these. I mean, I, I'm waiting for this one. This is what I want to. I want to throw this one out. But you are fake news. Go ahead. See, that's the one I want to throw out. But none of you have said any fake news yet. Ian, come on. What's going on with Ian? Come on, I want to find out. He's all quiet. quiet. (laughs) Um, There was a story in the Hastings Observer that I saw of somebody remembering Speedway at the Harlock Field. And that sort of made me think of the conversations about the the new ground in the last podcast when Billy was on. And and just kind of how important it is to... To, uh, to kind of record the history. Oh, there's so much history at the pilot field that's basically just going to get bulldozed at some point and how important it is to record all of that before it goes um, in terms of, uh, you know, photographing it, but also people's stories, people's memories, all that sort of thing. Um, there was an old stand at Watford that got bulldozed about seven or eight years ago and I managed to get access to that with the local museum and just basically just go around and photograph everything. So you kind of think that just get remembered, but nobody takes photographs of what, what the kind of basic architecture of these places looks like. Um, yeah. And I just, given yourself a job, Ian. You what? You've given yourself a job, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's sort of what I do in my day job is, uh, is local history and local uh, history sites. Well, in that case, you'll probably be relieved to know that I've got uh, some of the signage from from the old of the old club crest, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, on the wall in my spare bedroom. <laughs> You've been thieving again, Mister Towner, haven't you? Uh, no, I've got I've got I've got an inside man or woman, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing out there that I'm recording. That's the you know just throwing yeah. out. There. Hey, Kev, I hope you're being touched. Now, now there's, someone, there's someone else you should have on, Sam. I've asked for, what, Sam at the bar? Yeah. He's supposed to be on today. Oh, there, hang on. There's, hang on. Hello. They're there. They're just being quiet. Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam's never quiet. What's wrong, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. There, there. So she, she's there. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I'm watching it on my phone. I can't see everybody. Ian, I was just saying, I'm, I'm got, I'm going to have Bill on again, um, talking the history. Yeah, excellent, yeah. And it'll be great. I'm, I've been trying to pester the, the forum. Yeah, I see that. I see how little, how little response. Evil forum. Um, oh, yeah, I get the one response. Yeah, but um, you're doing a good job of just filling up the list, though. So it's like I know every topic is is you. It's good. Yeah, good work. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just planting seeds. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. I don't know why you've had no responses on the forum. You're always really positive about them, Chris, and really nice to them. So I don't know why they wouldn't uh, you, want to you, come and join you, on your. On you, your... you talking, you, you, oh yeah, you and forums, mate. You blaming um, me? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because there's only two people on it, George. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to him again. But I, 
you know, as you say, it is true that, you know, that there is a ton of history there, but it's the fans, the fans are the history. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, no, the it's true. It's just, it's just, it's just that sort of moment in time where it, where it kind of all, all goes. It's, it's a really great moment in time to record a load of, a load of that history and get a load of it. You know, the, just the mundane. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I remember. The other thing. Have, that you, I got, was, have you got the two it, books, Ian? Ian, no, have you got the two books? No, I haven't. No, I must. Uh, Aston's reunited. I've momentarily forgotten what the other one's called. I've got them both, though. If you're interested. Not, not if Burglar Bill comes over. <laughs> so we know where the books are, yeah. So you know, one of us will nick it. Yeah, de- definitely interested, Kev. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're very good. They got. I think they were written probably in the eighties. I think mid eighties. Um, because they've got listings of things like all the cup, all the FA Cup runs, etc. Et I think it only goes up to about the mid eighties. Um, so there's nothing after that, and it would be good, you know, if someone could fill in the blanks, as it were. I mean, it's it's less. It, I suppose I'm thinking less football history and more just history of the place, really. History of the place and the people in it. That's the stuff that really that really interests me, I suppose. But um, yeah, just it just it just struck me with the conversation about you know kind of moving on to the new ground and everything. The other thing that strikes me is whether, whether anybody's got any contacts at the council to kind of uh, see whether there's any prospect of roads being named or anything like that. You know, because once once the ground's gone, you know, 50 years time, there'll be no trace there's ever been football played there. You know, I wonder whether, you know, Hogue Way or something. It's difficult getting history at the moment. I was trying to find out the history of where pilot road came from and the pilot field, you know, and it's it's kind of... I didn't come up with anything online, but I else have any idea. It's in one of the books, actually. It's, it's in one of the books, because there was a myth that it was named after the pilot of a German World War II aircraft that ditched, but I believe that to be, a, I understand that's the myth, and it never actually happened. Um, it, doesn't it precede that, though, I think? Yes, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's in one of the books which I don't have access to at the moment. But yeah, it is mentioned. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. That's your next fan competition. That's your next fan competition. Uh, name your best best name for a road to do of Hastings United to go um, mm. on a, on the uh, New Elphinstone Road site. Yeah. yeah, you know, Kev, you know people in the council. Well, I wasn't going to volunteer, but yeah, I do. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. You bloody should yeah, do. I don't, so I don't think it, I don't think it would be hard. I don't think it would be hard to find out who is, in, you know, what committees or whatever are involved in the naming of roads. I'm sure I could do that fairly easily. Okay. Just so you know, Kev, I am recording. I just, you but know, there's all, there's all... That, there's some good stuff there already. It's not like one head honcho that you go to and you say, <laughs> can I change the name of this road, please? Has to go to a committee, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we love committees. Well, um... <laughs> I do like a committee. Oh, yeah, you yeah. do. Don't, anyway, we'll keep that, yeah. keep that off there. But uh, Adam, as you're on here, Adam Carter, Adam Smith. Hello. Hello. Yeah, do you want to talk about the... We, we pr- prospectively got a new website coming up, the Independent Supporters Club website. We have Adam C himself has put forward a website that he wants the supporters club to sort of 
be the name for and all things Hastings United be put on it. We've been chatting most of the day about it, really, about little ideas that we want to do that maybe the club aren't doing. Watch this space, I think. God, that was very sheepish. Very sheepish, Mr. Smith. Yeah, I've seen this site and it's very nice and wonderful. And hopefully we can put lots of lovely things on that and get lots of fan interaction, which should be excellent. I think the thing about the website is it's it's by the fans for the fans. So I'd say uh, if anyone has anything that they think should go on the pages, on the website, then um, message in. Okay, I'm now going to pass over to Adam Smith, <laughs> who has the email address for the Hastings United Independent Supporters Club. It's info.huisc at gmail.com. Thank you, Adam. info.huisc at gmail.com. Anyway. Did anyone get a good view of Dicko's tackle? It's been, it's been five minutes. I haven't played that one for a while. Um, <laughs> Yeah, guys. Any uh, um, Andy? Sorry, uh, you, you've not been on, you've not been on for a little while. What? Um, anything you want to mention? I'm sorry, it's a bit ad hoc today, but uh, no, that, one thing that well, I, we should have I don't know whether anyone knows the answer to this. Is the is the pitch at um, Tile Kiln planned? Is it going to be all all weather, or is the is the first? Yeah, team that's what. The first what, team yeah. pitch will be grass. That's what we've been told. The first team pitch will be grass, and there will be all weather facilities up there on other pitches Georgie where is it said that it's grass because they've asked me this and I just haven't seen it so I don't know but that's quite a big deal for us well, for quite, well certainly is for me I think because I thought it was grass I thought we I were know. told I thought we were told at a, um, a fans forum event at the from, that's what I seem to remember at the, a fans forum event at the pilot bar I thought that came up yeah. it's come up somewhere that it's going to be grass it is on so, the plans isn't it it doesn't say on the plans. It says about two, um, is it 4G pitches or something like that. But they, but that might just be in addition to the grass pitch. Yeah, but you think they'd have said. I mean, it's a big deal if they've got an all-weather pitch. Ah, it'll be grass. It's going to be grass. Yeah, the plan is. I, wouldn't, uh, I, just wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't bet on it. That's the thing. I, I think it's probably worth some... Um, I mean, I... I whether we have any influence over that or not, I doubt whether we do in reality, because it might be something that swings that multi, because that multi-purpose use of the stadium might be one of the things that swings them getting the planning through. That's the, do you know what I mean? Because Maidstone got, got there. I mentioned Maidstone last week. Maidstone got theirs through on that basis, that it was a community resource. Um, I, think, I think you're on the money, actually, Andy. I think that because it's outlined planning permission, I think it's unlikely that they would even re be required to specify at this stage of the game whether it would be uh, uh, 3G or not. And they would probably make that decision on the basis of what would be the best thing to, to mm. say to get them the, the, to get, them the uh, get the whole thing through. But Maystone haven't got three pitches. We'll have three pitches. No. And two, no. of them will be, a, two of them fair, will be 4G. That's a fair comment. Yeah. As great as Maystone's ground is. Well, for QPR, though, didn't they? <laughs> you know, listen, I, bro I broke into QPR the, the day after they stopped playing on that plastic pitch, and uh, I nicked the, the centre spot and the Omniturf sign at about two o'clock in the morning. Just a little bit of uh, history for you. That was fantastic, that pitch. That, that, the ball actually would have almost bounced out the stadium, didn't it, yeah. from the goalkeeper's kicks. So that was absolutely magical, that, those early generations.
what, what was magical was us beating Chelsea 6-0. That was magical. <laughs> uh, and then Chelsea beat us 6-0 loads of other times. But uh, we don't remember that. Yeah, those. Yeah, we forget those ones. Right, Adam, you're back. Yeah, we've, yes, we quickly, I'm back. Quickly, yes. quickly mentioned that there's a perspective website. If you, if you could just quickly just, just mention the kind of things that are going to be available possibly for people yeah. to use on it. The idea is, obviously, it's going to be the independent supporters club. So primarily, it's going to be about that, about the offers, what's going on like there. Um, there's also going to be a user forum for that. There's going to be um, going to do a whole manner of things for the independent supporters club there. Um, also, hoping, obviously, we haven't had this confirmed or anything yet, but hoping that that will then become the place where we can post um, early bird tickets for independent supporters club members um, as and when that happens. Um, the other thing as well um, that for the independent supporters club uh, will be like as merchandise becomes sort of more like available and it's going to be, they're going to have deals. We'll have links to that and everything as well. Um, and then from aside from that, there's going to be a community-based side as well. So there's going to be a user forum, um, user galleries, um, information. We're going to have uh, match reports, like if people want to write match reports, post pictures of being there. So it's kind of more the community side of the... Um, You're sounding a bit Billy. You're sounding a bit Billy Wood here. Yeah, community side. Yeah, okay, go on. I think yeah, just if you, want to, you want to sort of think in terms of the spirit of um, the old school fanzines. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's the sort. I mean, George hit on something really good early. I mean, that, that his, you were just talking, George, about possible trains for the um, cup game and that. Something like that, travel tips and pubs and that sort of thing for the away games. That would be, be a nice little thing, you know, sort of... Um, what's going on before the away games or, something, or how people are getting there, that sort of thing would be a nice, nice angle to it. Yeah, absolutely. We've been, we've been trying to do things like that with the um, away games and we've posted up things on our social media when clubs have actually, you know, assisted us and replied. Chris will know yeah. how difficult it is to get some of the clubs yes, replying. Sometimes. I think some, of them, something, some of them. There's something good moving forward, exactly. Things that we don't need the um, other clubs for, like that train travel and, you know, things around the town. Pretty much activities yeah. I, i've just come uh, uh, like i don't know whether we've got time now but i'm sure we have with people's computer skills but it says a supporter's naked christmas calendar <laughs> <laughs> i see so you what, John, you're looking for any way to get chris out aren't you i can strategically place drum for George, for maybe March, do you reckon? <laughs> Did anyone get a good view of Dicko's tackle? I mean, it speaks volumes. What months do you want, Chris? <laughs> to be fair, if you've only got a drumstick covering it, then it will need to be in the depth of winter. It will need to be January. <laughs> After a swim. It's all about the though, isn't it? <laughs> No, there's got some legs for that. I mean, let, let's ask let's ask Sam. She's the one listening and saying bugger all. So, Sam, what would you say to a, a supporters club uh, naked calendar? I don't know what to say about it being hurtful. Would you like to see your customers naked? I don't think so. No, thank you. <laughs> Chris, I wouldn't be able to look at them again. I wouldn't be able to do it. 
uh, you know, for dignity, Chris could use one of the sausage rolls. <laughs> or maybe a cocktail sausage, really. Sausage rolls for the men, pies for the ladies. Wait, wait, wait. You said, oh, we were joining. No, no, no. No, if you win the, the league, you said all the bar staff would be tops off. Yeah. That promise has <laughs> been that made. Has, that hasn't happened yet, George, has, has it? So that <laughs> there, There's confirmation right there out in the world. <laughs> right there. Break, breaking news. Breaking news. The bar That's staff. The will, this podcast right there. No. We'll all be topless. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, think... it's, it's just it's uh, disintegrated now, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I mean, it's a fundraiser, isn't it? <laughs> Who wouldn't buy it? Well, it might be an eyebrow raiser. <laughs> It'll raise something. <laughs> no, it could be. It could be quite a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we'd, we'd all have to go to the gym a bit, though. Let's be honest. This lockdown hasn't been kind to any of us. Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> Well, you're the one with no. Oi, you're the one with no screen, mate. You about to speak for yourself. We can't even see you. You'd all cry for how good I look if I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you got the mascara on. Yeah, I know. I know. Is he in the bath again? Oh, he's, you know uh, I'd be on the screen if I was in the bath. No, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not in the bath. Um, well, I quite like the idea of the calendar. Um, <laughs> I think I think uh, anybody who's looked at the Aces United fans page recently that I, I put up because um, you know that, that I think a lot of people know that I I, I buy a lot of Aces United uh, memorabilia and programs and whatever off the internet. Still, still. And I picked up this wonderful thing, which was a Aces United Christmas. It was a Christmas card that uh, the supporters club sent out. I think it must date to the fifties or sixties. It's difficult to work out. But I thought that was a cracking idea. I, I, I do like, I do genuinely like the idea of a Christmas card, especially what with lockdown and everything. Do you know what you've just stuck on a very good idea, uh, Kev? Well, but that might be for something urgently that needs to be made very quickly in terms of the. Well, it would. That's that's probably why I've only just bought it up. To be honest, I wasn't really sure if it was practical at this stage of the game, but you know. Well, I thought someone had already done it because Kev's post was. You were very confusing. I thought there was another supporters club that was sending out Christmas cards. No, 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 no. Oh, Kev's no, a splitter. Kev's got, a splitter. I've got, no, no, I mean, I've got that. And I, you know, I've got these supporters club badges as well from like, you know, the the, six, the 70s and 80s, I think. Hang, well, hang on, hang on. What's that about badges? Badges, yeah? Yeah, yeah I, I, I find them online. I collect them off eBay. And uh, they're, um, they're these little badges that... Um, the supporters club has given out to, to or uh, got members to buy off them, you know, um, when when they sign up. Um, I've got several. I've got about four or five from different seasons. But, You've talked uh, all over that. We don't need no stinking budget. Oh, no. Come on, Blazing Saddles. Anyway. I love Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff is near. <laughs> Are I just carried on talking. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Are we talking about uh, supporters' naked nativity cards? Nativity? I think bringing the church into this is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. We ha we haven't got lot. We haven't got long to plan for this then. From Will's quest to get everyone naked. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get, like, a really, like, good-looking man with a six-pack, Some, you know, some really good-looking man. I'll just photo Remember shop I'm everyone's recording. head. David. David. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind. If you could use David and then just put all our faces on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could do. Well, we'll have to be... about... Yeah, go yeah. on. Quiz kind of quiz thing, you know. You were looking at quiz ideas to superimpose supporters' heads onto players' bodies, and you've got to guess the player. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want Kev's face on David's body and David's face on Kev's body. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want, and I will buy it. <laughs> George has got to go on pokes. Then tell me anywhere in the town you can get that level of entertainment for a quid. It's going to be more than a quid, I'll tell you that. Yeah, not wrong. Right, then. Uh, yeah. I think maybe... Are we, should we leave it there? Or anyone else got anything to add? Look, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. People uh, have suffered enough. I'll just leave you on this. Did anyone get a good view of Dicko's tackle? Coming soon to the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Dicko's tackle. Yeah, guys, uh, take care and um, have a good week. Much love, everyone. Take care. Stay sane. Take care. care. That's it for another week, Hastings fans. Remember, if you're interested in getting involved, jumping on a fan roundtable, or just a bit of feedback, the email is hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at hufcpodcast. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. Not long now. Fingers crossed.